Hey there, it's Jason. Welcome to the Jason Wright Show, where the mission is very simple. It is to improve always in all ways. Look, I am on a mission to create the absolute best version of myself. And through the Jason Wright Show, I let you know everything I'm doing to make that happen. I interview incredible, remarkable, brilliant individuals from all different walks of life. And I also try to bring you tools, tactics, and protocols that will help you in your own personal mission to improve always in always. Now, let's get started. All right, Dr. Gus, you're back. I mean, you're 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 now officially a regular fixture on the Jason Wright Show, brother. So I'm I'm very glad. Well, it's uh, quite the honor, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> You've recently had some pretty amazing guests on your show, which is awesome. That because and it speaks to your who you are and the kind of content you create and how much you care and just how great of an interview you you are. You make us look good. So of course I want to come back. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's funny because. Uh, you know, whenever I was talking talking to uh, Doctor uh, Sad, which we've talked about, he said, "You know, your enthusiasm comes through." I mean, I truly am like a little kid in a candy store. Uh, this, as you know, you know me well enough because, and we'll talk about this in a minute. But our friendship, how it's blossomed, you know me well enough to know that this was just something I did as kind of a a, a passion project. And the further I go in it, the more passionate I get, the more excitement I have about what's happening on the show and just everything that's building around that. Which kind of brings us to, uh, which I mean, it brought us together, right? That I mean, that's that's a, that's such a blessing. I mean, I can say James Quandall and you, who have become two of my best friends in this on this whole in this whole world, two fellow believers and brothers, uh, and now uh, business partners, and it just I, I feel so blessed. And all of that is just because I took the leap of starting a little podcast and meeting people. And try just to satisfy my own curiosities and my endeavor to improve always and always. And here we are, man. It's it's pretty freaking cool. Well, it just points to um, those principles of the the good like good seed, you know, planted and soil that's cared for can just produce a multiplication effect beyond your wildest dreams, you know. And not to despise the day of small beginnings, right? Yeah. Like. It just starts. Take a step out. Do something you're passionate about, you care about, that you think will help people and right. bring value into this world, not worrying about how you're going to get paid or will anybody listen. I'm just going to do it because I care and I feel a burning inside of me to share what I've learned with others because I think it'll help them. And God just takes it and starts multiplying. You probably would have never imagined uh, you would be in the position you are today with your platform. Certainly, we none of us imagine, James, you or me, we would have this relationship that right. has been, just been a wonderful blessing for me. Well, and that kind of brings us to where we are today, which mm -hmm. is, so just so the audience knows, and Gus and I were talking before we came on, so we want to just kind of give you kind of why we're here and why you keep seeing Gus come up on the Jason Wright show. And, you know, this has gone a step beyond just, first of all, interviewing him as a guest about his book, Authentic Health, which we'll talk about here in a minute. 
But now we're we're taking this up to a level eleven, and here's what we're doing. Uh, just full disclosure, Gus and I absolutely are uh, our business partners now. We are developing. I should say he's developing. Uh, I'm just kind of in the background riding his his uh, brilliant coattails. He's developing uh, a, a prior you know a supplement that is a priority supplement. His own uh, formulation that is going to be absolutely remarkable. So I'm excited about that. And then and then it will also have other products as well. But the the all of this stems from both of ours, both of our desire to help people reach authentic health. And that's the name of his book. We will talk about that. So imagine this being like, you know, I, I, ta- I said before we came on, Gus, that this is kind of like your first day of class. And so everyone just know this. If you miss anything, first of all, go back and listen to our previous episodes. We've done one on ozempic and semaglutide. We've done one on body composition. We've done an AMA where Gus just kind of goes into all sorts of uh, different protocols and information on overall health. But here's where we're ratcheting it back, and we're going to go forward with starting from kind of a a base level understanding of what true health is. He and I both have a heart for seeing people get healed from whatever malady is. it is, whether it's uh, hypertension, whether it is insulin resistance, whatever the case may be, we truly have a heart for helping people get, I mean, this is kind of interesting for for him as a physician. We want to see people not have to take medications. We live in this world of, of diagnose and prescribe. There's a genesis to that. There is a reason for that. Dr. Gus is going to kind of explain as a, from, a phys, from a clinical physician standpoint, how healthcare in our country, and for, and for that matter, around the globe, but specifically in America, how it has evolved into this thing where it keeps us scared up at night how we're going to pay for it what is the the role of the insurance company how are insurance companies impacting your health uh and, and just kind of give you a basic understanding of the healthcare system and then we want to just take this this is going to be an ongoing series uh dr gus is going to, is going to be a regular fixture of the show probably going to run these on fridays I encourage each and every listener to send your questions. If you if you're around East Texas and you see me somewhere, go, oh yeah, you're you're the Jason Wright, the the weirdo that's always saying improve always and always. I've got a question for Dr. Gus. Excellent. Stop me. I want to know what it is. Go to jasonwrightnow.com and 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 go to the contact page. Ask me questions. Go to Instagram. DM me. That's why Dr. Gus is here. It is truly because both he and I collectively have a heart to do whatever we can to help people get as healthy as possible. And Dr. Gus, this is your baby. You're the one who came up with just this, this simple simple idea of authentic health. So I think that would be as good a place to start as any, is just kind of a definition of terms. What is authentic health? What do you mean by that? Yeah, thank you, Jason. Um, and about to explain exactly that the question could be well who are you (laughs) to provide that answer you're a traditional doctor and md you went to medical school you trained in family medicine ran a clinic and yeah i've seen tens of thousands of patients but practicing traditional medicine does that mean that i really know what is health like what does it mean to be truly healthy um and we'll get into whether whether or not our traditional allopathic medical system is answering that question well or not later um, in no way, shape, or form are we suggesting the system isn't working hard, that there aren't a lot of great people in it, and that there aren't elements of truth about health in it uh, embedded into that system. But 
I've spent uh, the last 20 years post my residency treating a lot of patients, many, many patients and observing health in a lot of different contexts, the hospital, emergency departments, my outpatient clinic, working with colleagues and hearing their perspectives. And over the last you know, 10 to 15, I've been on an obsessive research quest, networking with uh, various researchers in different realms of biology or physics or biochemistry to help me better understand how these bodies were designed. How are they designed to work well? Um, what causes them to break down? What causes disease? What causes a body to age at an accelerated rate and die prematurely or become sick at an older age? And the opposite, what actually appears to allow a body to thrive, the disease resistant, to live as long of a lifespan as God is granting you? Um, it's really about health span. We'd both affirm that. There's a lot of push and longevity medicine these days. I understand that, right? Like, can we reverse biological aging to some extent? The answer is, yeah, we can based on what we call epigenetic age metrics. Not for the purposes of saying you're going to get X number of years more in your life, because that's not in our hands. It's to say you'll get X number of more high quality years, healthy years, where you're not dealing with diseases. You're not dealing with dementia and arterial disease and cancer and autoimmune diseases. So, this has been just, I mean, this is what God, I think, made me to do. I not think I know, and it's my, my passion, and it's fascinating And studying human design. If you're interested in it and you like science and you get to do it all the time in the context of real people in a clinic where you get to observe what happens, not just read research papers, but get to apply what you learn and observe over time results, it's fascinating. It's just amazing. You never get tired of it. You're never going to get bored because there's so many layers of complexity that inform uh, how we can begin to uh, treat our human systems in such a way that we get the most out of them, right? Which, so I do feel like I can speak to, at least at this stage, what what is authentic health as we know it today, but we'll know more about it tomorrow, you know? <laughs> but the basics are the same always. And in this work together, we're gonna be creating tiered systems of learning Hey, we're going to give you all the basics. Those of you who are just new to this and some of the nutritional content might seem like it's really stretching your understanding. That's okay. Just take your time. Like we discussed with Jason's podcast and platform, don't despise the day of small beginnings. God will bless any effort you put into honoring your body and stewarding. You'll get a bigger reward than you would expect from tiny little changes. And so we're going to create curriculum or uh, curriculum sounds kind of boring. We're going to create engaging health content that's highly uh, you know, applicable to you and your context is going to be a difference maker in your life in the near future on the most elementary lessons and levels. And for those of you who are on the deeper chase of high performance and maximizing mitochondrial production and brain performance and want to test yourself athletically and test your, we're going to give you that too. Right? We're, going to, we're going to open up the entire toolkit, the map, everything for you to learn it. So what is authentic health? Well, as I would define it right now, and I think it's a definitional stick because I've had it for a long time, it's your unique human system. Um, all of the tissues and organs, uh, and then at the below that, the cells themselves and all the ways that they work together, basically performing in an optimal state, right? Like your cells as they were designed, are performing at an optimal state 
working together as they were designed so that at an organ and tissue level, it's functioning optimally so that the overall experience of health for you is that your mind and body can pretty much do whatever you need it to do for you uh, with the limitations that God placed upon us. So I think there are things like gravity, we're not going to fly other than a squirrel suit. You know, we can go underwater for several minutes, but we're probably not going to go underwater for 10 or 15 minutes. You know, maybe a free driver will, driver will prove us wrong. So there are limitations, but it's the opportunity for you to experience what the normal, like optimal, not just normal, but like uh, good, the, the optimal operations of your human system as it was designed, what that would give you in terms of a life experience. And we've talked about this before. If we could create a virtual chamber that would give a person that experience for 10 minutes, they could step in and actually experience in mind and body what it feels like to have all systems online working well without issue they would walk out of that chamber and it would be have become a drug to them. How can I get more of that? And the answer is you can. Your body was designed to give you that. And you just have to walk the path of the truth of its design and you can have that. I think one of the really cool things about working with you too, Dr. Gus, and I've had this from, you know, now patients of yours, they've said, the first thing I understand about Gus or the, the, one of the things I first noticed about him was that Within inside of 10 minutes, he really cares about me specifically and individually. I think that's one of the things. And, and that's kind of like when we hear terms like precision medicine uh, or integrated medicine. And it sounds cool. I mean, precision is always good, right? I mean, just right on the money. But what does that mean? And I think that that's one of the things you touched on is because a lot of people, they think, well, I hear all, I, I see all these people that are really healthy or whatever, but I have these genetic faults. I have these, you know, I have this. This, 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 just my, my, I come from people that are overweight or people that just aren't, aren't healthy. And I think the fact that what we're going to be talking about is how to uniquely identify everyone's unique needs. It's not universal. None of us are just, we're not robots. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not these six Sigma lined up made robots. No, we are complete. We are perfectly imperfect and it's just figuring out. And I think that's one of the fun things about listening to you as I've gotten to know you is how, and I, I don't want to say this the wrong way. It's almost like your clinic is a laboratory in that for, of discovery. You know, how can I, discover a way not just in to generalize your medical practice but listening to you is like how can i discover ways within this case of one this individual case study of one individual right here before me every single patient is a it seems like is a new case study even though all the markers may be within a delta of two or three from everybody else it doesn't matter they are unique. And I think that's what I would like for people to understand is that you are unique. And our goal is to help you figure out, give you the education through these conversations, through the courses that Gus talked about, through understanding supplementation, that you can understand what levers you have within you that are uniquely yours to mm -hmm. actually be able to get the health that you possibly have missed out on up to this point. We want to change that, right? Yeah. Well, I love the way you described that. And I really appreciated that feedback, Jason, because what's always mattered to me more than necessarily the physical results or the results for the heart and soul of the human being. Uh, the part that matters to me um, is that they experience improvements and an increased confidence and trust in their own heart 
and an improved health of their soul because that's in the end what's going to beget the most health that's what's going to lead you along this path and that's going to give you the why to keep wanting more out of your biological self because you want more life experience because you have this soul that's bursting out of you to do things right to, to be part of something good and the better health that you have the more you can do it i love the fact that you point out uniqueness because we have this sort of like model of what the ultimate man or woman would look like in a longevity program. And it's always very low body fat, tons of like musculature and super fit and buff and doing amazing things and taking on the day and knocking out all kinds of performance metrics and whatever demands there. That's all well and good. And that could be some people's calling, but I don't really believe that's like God's version of the ultimate us. Um, you know, I'm not saying it can't be, it can't be one version of that, but for most of us, that's probably not what we're being called to do. That takes an enormous amount of time and effort that maybe should be spent with your wife and children or your husband and children or with team members in your organization or thinking about your purpose and making a difference in this world and not just how do you keep like building a more awesome specimen of you, you know? And so I really, in the end, I don't really have, have a specific goal for an individual around what's their body fat and what's their muscle composition and how much weight they can lift or exactly how much did we move their epigenetic age markers, which are kind of nebulous anyway. What I care about are the, you know, the core markers that we're going to talk a lot about gut and toxicant and environment, because those things matter a lot. And that they're getting that part right and that a lot of the other blood metrics we can look at regarding inflammation and immune system and hormones and things like that, that that's something that all of us share. That's not that we might have unique challenges in, but at the end of the day, all those systems function pretty similarly for all of us. Right? And th that's what informs whether your human body is in a position to give you the most out of it. I care about those things. I care that my work with someone results and we can objectively measure that's what's happened in your body. Your metabolic functions, your vascular functions, your arterial flow, your hormones, your nutrient status, your gut, your talk, your ability to manage toxicants, all of those things are now optimal and good for you. What does that look like as a version of you? That just doesn't matter that much to me as long as you feel great and you feel confident in you and you go take on the world with this good health and do what God put you here to do. That's what matters to me. So for some people, that's Hey, they're still carrying that, you know, maybe they lost, maybe they need to lose some weight. Maybe they lost 40 pounds, but they're still carrying 25 that we're not going to, that we're not going to focus on getting rid of because it's not unhealthy for them. You know, for somebody else, it might be that we want them to add 15 pounds of muscle because that's critical for their next 20 years of their life to prevent frailty and debility. And so we're going to push them into that. For many people, we're going to spend a lot of time on their story of health, because they've got a, a real story that they've experienced that has disempowered them, caused them to lose confidence in their body and caused a lot of shame and guilt that they're experiencing. I'm not a therapist and I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I did, I got into therapy around that, but a lot of the work that we do is we look at the data and help explain things. It just kind of deloads that story out of their brain. They, they get an objective. Uh, and logical explanation for why things unfolded the way they did that's not directly related to all their intentional choices. And when we tell the new story, they get a new confidence. There doesn't have to be that story. I love seeing that more than anything else. You know, you talk about that you're, you're not a uh, psychologist or a counselor in that regard, but in authentic health, one of the things that made me love the book, and, and, and granted, I mean, I... 
So I have my my course, my Massively Transformative Habits course. And the first thing I start with is mindset. And I refer to Dr. Carol Dweck, which and anybody listening to this, you've probably been beat over the head with mindsets and growth versus fix. That, don't worry. But whenever I started, when I picked up your book, picked up your book before I knew you as well as I do now, before we had really become close friends, I was pretty, I was like, okay, now this is pretty cool that I've got a physician talking to me about mindset instead of just diet and exercise from the get-go about controlling my, you know, understanding the glycemic index and how to keep myself, you know, sensitive, you know, maintain insulin sensitivity. And so I think it's really cool for people to know that as we start putting out this content, it's, it isn't just your standard eat this, don't eat that, take this supplement, don't take that, do this much resistance training. And you it's it literally is more of just here is how you are created as a human. And you got to get your mind right. It's not it's you know, and Dr. Gus, I think that's just one of the cool things too. You're very honest with people. It's not going to be easy. It's not. Anytime you make a change, it's not, but man, it's so very worthwhile. And so, and I want to go ahead and mention this uh, also to the listener. So we're talking a lot about a book. We're not here to sell a book. As a matter of fact, Dr. Gus, uh, he never promotes his book. It's a great read, but it's free. We're, we're going to offer to you for that's your textbook. As we, as we go through this ongoing journey, this, this master's degree in your own personal health that never ends, you're not going to get a diploma for it. Other than the diploma will be what the, the, how you feel. You will determine whether or not you're doing well in class, not based on grades, but how you feel how you look according to your body's blueprint that you that you set for yourself. And so, Dr. Gus, let's talk about how they can get the book and kind of lay out what their textbook will, kind of how you laid out authentic health for people. Yeah, thank you. Um, you're right that I've never really promoted this book. No, you're, you're a terrible promoter. <laughs> I know. But I will tell you that over the course of, since it was published in 2018, I do know, I don't know how many exactly, but I know it's in the thousands of people that have purchased it. A lot of them purchased it directly from our clinic because somebody at our clinic had it and they read it and then they wanted to buy copies. And so it doesn't show up on like the sales metrics on those other pages, but some of those sales have been through the traditional vendors. Sorry. Um, I think that maintaining a healthy relationship with the dog is also part of authentic health. So you might hear mine occasionally talking to me out here, but uh I wrote the book first and foremost because I was so desperate for people I was seeing at that time in my clinic to have this knowledge because that was at a point in my clinic and this, you know, I published it in 2018. I finished it in 2017. So I was really working on that content in 15 and 16. So we're talking a while ago, but it's still, it's, as Jason knows, it stands the test of time because what I wrote in there were essential truths, not anything faddish. Um, I am working on a revised copy just to freshen it up with what I've learned. But if anything, I'll I'll strip some stuff out just to make it even simpler. It won't be adding that much other than refining things because what I told him there is just the truth and it remains the truth. But uh, what was happening is I was seeing a lot of patients in my family medicine clinic. I was absolutely deep into this understanding of nutrition and fitness and sleep and stress and really studying this deeper medicine. But my opportunity to apply it was limited because I was working through with insurance patients primarily seeing, you know, anywhere from 20 to often 25 a day. So it was busy and pushed. But a lot of those patients were coming in with problems related to insulin resistance or diabetes. 
and you know high cholesterol and elevated blood pressure which of course then was associated with excess body weight and also often associated with fatigue syndrome and depression and all these things were intertwined i knew it's all part of the same problem this human system is telling this person uh we're the owner's manual has been thrown out right <laughs> like we're just missing it but the person's not the person's fault they don't know They've been coming to the doctor for a long time asking questions. How can I get healthy taking the medicines? And it's clear it's not working. And I had learned that applying different nutritional approaches, beginning to de-stress your nervous system, turning off a screen, getting more sleep, all this simple stuff could change your life. And I had seen patients embrace it with just a little bit of engagement I could provide them around it. And then I would lead them to a resource, a book I'd read, something, an article, and then the ones who did it, they'd come back six months later and things were drastically different. They would have lost 20 pounds. Their blood, blood glucose numbers were far improved. Their lipids, they felt so much better. They're like, I don't think I need an antidepressant. And I'm like, this works. This really works. We can actually, we can get human systems to reorient to health. We don't have to accept that this is just the way it's going to go. But what I found was that only a small number would take what I could share with them in an office visit at a somewhat frenetic pace and translate that into their life. And they kept wanting more from me. And I realized what they're asking is, can I teach them this? Can I just make it real easy for them to understand what are the few things you would do right now for nutrition for me, right? What are the three things I can go home and do? Well, how would I, what's the list of what I need to do so I can sleep better? So I started writing that up as a series of PDFs, right? Just, I'm going to create PDFs, educational resources for my patients that I can now hand them at the office visit and say, go home and read this and then come back with questions. And it's going to save me time and it's going to actually help get the job done. Well, what ended up happening, of course, is it turned into a full book, not just a series of PDFs. So these were the literally the owner's manuals I, I was writing about the different foundational, like the pillars of health as I understood them at that time that remain true today, so that my actual patients in my clinic could go home, read it, no matter what their education level was, no matter what their trade was, no matter how tired they were, that they could read it, understand, and begin to apply it. So that's what with the idea of this book. It is not the become superhuman, biohack to the nines. You know, it doesn't include information about peptides and hyperbaric units and all the different things that Jason and I love to geek out about that can like really move the needle on your human system. It's how do you get back to restored health, authentic health, to where your system can function well. So that's that book. And I was embarrassed. The reason I never promoted it, because I was embarrassed to be a doctor who was a clinician treating patients to say, hey, look, I've got a book now because doctors come out with books and they're good. I read a lot of them. I don't have any problem with those doctors, but it always appeared so self-promotional to me. And it always had some name like the so-and-so diet or this. And that, and I'm like, no, this is about health. But I also understand that, you know, the people creating the ideas are probably good people with good ideas. This is just what you have to do to get an idea into the marketplace. But I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I wouldn't promote it. And therefore, nobody knew about it except for our patients who they devoured it. And then they'd buy five copies and share it with others. Then I'd start getting emails and letters. Thank you for writing this. It's changed my life. I gave it to my grandmother. It's changed her life. And I'm not kidding. People wrote me descriptive emails telling me specifically what they applied and the sections that matter the most to them and how within one to two months, their lives were better. The things were working. They're like, this actually works. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> I didn't think it would work, but it actually works. So that's the book. And I called it Authentic Health because it represented 
really the concept I was trying to address and teach and make as accessible as possible to people. Now, it did get a publisher that was a really good, honest, like ethical publisher, and they understand marketing. So they put this massively long subtitle that offers the value proposition and which people think is like kind of fun in a way. And that's great, but that's not what I'm about. It's authentic health because everything listed in that subtitle gets fixed if you just restore health. All the other stuff, lose weight, sleep better, feel better, mood better, blah, blah, blah. All of that gets better if you just do what you need to for your system to function well. So that book remains a foundation stone that people continue to build houses on. And it continues to work. I think I can improve it a little bit, but I really question that given that it's still selling to people and they're writing to our clinic to tell us how it changed their lives. So that's the book, Authentic Health. And the hard copy you would have to buy, uh, you can buy it on any online store, right? But the ebook, if you download it to any device you like, is free. And it was a formatted, it's like you can buy it on Kindle too, if you want. And the Audible version, now the Audible version is on Audible and I read it, or you can get the audio files. They're a series of MP3s, so you have to download them, but they're free. Like The entire Audible version is free as MP3s that you can download and play on your devices. So those two formats are free at this uh, domain. It's ebook, ebook, dot. drgusvickery.com. And if you go there, it should pop right up. I'm I'm confirming that. See, I forget. This is how good I am at promoting. Um, uh, And I should have verified this right before it, but hopefully it's endearing. Yep, here it is. ebook.drgusvickery.com. Download your free ebook or audio copy. You do have to put in your information so we can send it to you, but I don't send out a bunch of emails. I don't sell stuff via email. Uh, If, you know, maybe over time, Jason and I will start pushing more out and maybe you want more and we'll give it to you. But you, if you're looking for, hopefully I'm going to like flood you with all kinds of great information via the email you put in for that book, you're going to be disappointed. What you'll get is the book. Um, in any form you want or both, um, and a connection to our clinic uh, for occasional meaningful uh, communications. I think one of the things that I like most about it is it does give people hope. I mean, you mentioned that, yeah, you and I geek out, like I've got Ben Greenfield's Boundless back here on the shelf somewhere that, you know, weighs about 20 pounds. It's as big big as any textbook you would have. Um, Peter Atia just put out his book, and outlive and those are i think atia tried to really really tried to hit that sweet spot of not too technical but you know also give you the 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 good stuff as well and i I, you know dr gus here's the deal i and this is not in any way disparaging against peter atia because i i love dr atia's work in this podcast and my newsletter people hear me talk and write about him all the time i think he's a wealth of knowledge I think that you have ever been the talent and you've also had, I would, I would venture a guess for overall general health top to bottom. You've probably seen more patients than Dr. Atia because he's a trained surgeon who then decided to go focus on longevity. That is not a knock against Peter Atia by any means. I'm just saying that and it's funny because like for those of you who know who Dave Asprey is, the founder of Bulletproof, well, Gus was just speaking at the exact same conference that um, that Dave Asprey was speaking. And so it's I think that Peter Atia you know, 
I'm, y'all are probably, I don't know how you determine, I don't care about the, the, the who's the better or worse or physician or whatever. I think he's just a better promoter. You know, that's what I think. And also he has, you know, he does gear his podcast and his educational resources to guys like us that have a wealth of knowledge and we're really trying to dig in optimally. But what I like about your message, what I really loved about Authentic Health is that I felt very, I, I don't know that I would want to give my mom um, it's uh, just a lot of books that are out there on health and wellness. I feel comfortable giving everybody from my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my brother that's never worked out, anybody, authentic health and saying here, and I'll, I think it also speaks volumes that you weren't interested in just getting someone in and out of your office, but you you really were like, I I want I want more time with these people. I, I want to be there when I'm not there. You know, that's one of the things that um um uh, she wrote Bird by Bird. I'm drawing a blank on her name. Everybody's gonna kill me. She's a great author on the art of writing. I'll think of it here in a minute. But one of the things she said that she loved about being an author is it gave her a way to be everywhere without having to show up. Yeah, that's a great thing about having a book. And that's what authentic health did. Now let's shift gears and let's just give people an understanding because also one of the things that we're trying to do it's not just you're talking about you're talking about Anne Lamont that's what there I you go. Anne Lamont there you go Burr, Burr. yeah I love I love her writing gosh what a gifted gifted oh, uh, yeah so awesome and so let's talk about why healthcare is the way it is so so listener this is what you're also going to get at least in this introductory course, again, imagine you're, you're back in school. This is your first day. The professor's kind of giving you the, here's what to expect. Here's your textbook, authentic health. Here's what we're going to deliver. Here's the syllabus. And here's why we have created this course is because to help you fight within the system that we're in in America, which the insurance companies, and this isn't, don't worry, it's not about to you know start some you know shill for or against insurance companies. It's just going to be this. These are the realities of the economics of healthcare in America as we see it. And a lot of our wanting you to not just be healthy and feel better and live longer and be happier and be able to be just be more productive and just be more optimized, but it's also to help you better function within this ecosystem of the American healthcare system. So kind of give everybody an understanding of that, uh, that groundwork. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And as you already uh, made clear, with with our kind of moving in under this authentic health brand with an idea of really becoming a force around authentic health like not like moving into content nutritional support designed to fit regular folks but also high performers um clinic services coaching ways of people being able to get the level of engagement we're talking about with a clinician because i can't see everybody but we we need to have it where people can get data and get help and understanding that data. Hey, we're going to be pushing in hard on this because it's so desperately needed because of what you observe in our society. And if you look at what we're spending in, on healthcare now, it's in the trillions. It's a huge portion of our GDP. You would expect our results would just be awesome. Like what we're spending is the equivalent of everybody getting to work in Peter Atia's clinic. Right? That's what we're spending. Every one of us could have the I don't know, but I, I, my understanding is it's close to like $90,000 or something like that. Random and we could be Peter's patients and involved in his research and all of us be on this path of optimization and disease prevention. We should be able to do that with the money we're spending, but that's not happening. And in fact, what's happening is the service model is deteriorating in many ways. Cost is going up and outcomes are getting worse. 
Now, what was what is the healthcare system commissioned to do? The actual system that is ar- oriented around human health. Well, its primary original mission was treat you when you're sick. You got, you know, you're pretty much going to go live your life and do your thing. And then there's a day where something happens. You get an infection, you get in a fight or you get assaulted or get in an accident of some sort. And you, now you've got traumatized portions of your body or you get have a blood clot, causes a problem. It, well, the system is designed around how can we stabilize that and treat that, which is awesome. Right? Things that in the past you just died or remained the rest of your life, our system can actually do a remarkable job of. So it was designed around that. And then the public health arm of it was much more about uh, looking at communities and public sanitation and where do infections come from and what could we do that would actually reduce infections. And that was a good effort, too. That yielded the most of what we've seen in terms of reduction in diseases and improving mortality. But the clinic wasn't really a place you came to be coached about your health. <laughs> you know, It wasn't for that purpose. And most people weren't seeking it for that. So at some point, insurance products were developed to help protect us, protect us against healthcare costs. So if you had a catastrophic event and it, it was going to be expensive to treat that, you could pay a premium over time. And in the event that you suddenly had this large bill that would consume all your resources, you had bought this protection and it would help cover that bill. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad idea, actually. Um, let manage your risk that way. Um, All right. But then it gradually became that your insurance product also wanted to manage your regular engagement in your medical care office, your preventative visits, your primary care, your urinary tract infection or your poison ivy, something Jason's not familiar with. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the cost of all that had to be controlled somehow. You couldn't just have random fee schedules everywhere. So insurers began to implement fee caps. What can you charge for this? And then you had to be able to prove what you did. So all this complexity and bureaucracy got built into it. All this red tape. So the doctor sees you for a pimple. It takes five minutes. Oh, it's a pimple. You don't need to do anything about it or we can pop it for you. Okay. You go home. That could have, that what that what probably should have costed cost just because it took some time, maybe 50 bucks at the most, maybe even just 30 bucks. Well, now the doctor actually has to tell the insurer what what they did that day. I diagnosed them with a pimple. They have to describe the pimple. They have to include enough additional bullet points to justify the level of a visit that is at least going to compensate them for the little bit of time they took to look at your pimple. So they create excessive documentation around the pimple. And then they have to send a bill to the insurance company to say, I evaluated Jason's pimple. And so here's our charge. The insurance company says, yes, uh, we agree you assess the pimple. But of course, we've agreed to pay you only 40% of your charge. And eventually you'll get that money in six or eight weeks. But then they send you less that and you have to go fight for it. Right. So a lot of this stuff goes on behind the scenes, which begins to create complexity and challenges for one, the clinic to financially stay afloat, depending on what it does. And for two, for the doctor to be focused on you and not on what all the stuff I have to do to have the insurance company actually pay me for the work I did today. Well, that problem gets worse and worse. Our population gets sicker and sicker over the same span of time from 1960 to 2023. We just keep getting sicker. We gain more weight. We develop more diabetes. We develop more hypertension. We have more arterial events, more cancers. In every way, shape, or form, our population becomes less healthy. What does the insurance company do about that? Do they say, we don't know that we're actually experts at managing your health. We're not sure that we actually understand what it means to cultivate a human system that resists disease, we better back off of this, put more money back in your pocket so you can go work with 
health professionals, whatever their designation, doesn't have to be an MD, it can actually teach you how to be healthy because we got to stop this madness. Instead, it does not. It comes up with its own versions of how we should care for those conditions. Well, how, what are the versions? How much of the focus is on really what's causing the disease in the first place? And what's the right advice around nutrition? Very little. It's these are the medicines we should use to manage your risk. Why is that? Because there's a very uh, integrated financial relationship between pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies, and the healthcare company in general. Uh, I'm not here to assign motives. All I can do is report what is. So I'm not telling you why people are doing what they're doing. I can tell you that when it comes to lobbying the federal government, the pharmaceutical industry is the largest by far and wide. People think it's military. They think it's food. They think it's whatever. No, no, it's none of the, it is pharma and they outspend their closest competitor by double and their closest competitor is insurance, right? So we have these entities controlling 20 or 25% of our GDP in combination with government bureaucracy there's no wonder we're not actually seeing great results from that, right? And we have what are unique, infinitely complex human systems, right, that are trying to orient through this particular time-space moment and find their way to health that all have unique variables that need to be addressed that the system cannot account for in any way, shape, or form. As far as it's concerned, a Jason widget is no different than a Joe widget, than a Sally widget, other than Sally is a female, possibly, if we even acknowledge that these days. And so that's it, right? You're all just widgets, and the same algorithms apply. Your cholesterol is high, here's your statin. It doesn't matter to look at the particle differentials, insulin resistance metrics, vascular risk metrics, or if you have the genetic polymorphism that makes you very high risk for the statin to tank your mitochondria and cause what's called myopathy. None of that stuff matters. It's just, this is what we do. This is what we report. This is how we get paid. And the only way we get paid is if we do it and report it because that's quality. That's how the insurance company defines quality. Now, so that you're doing what you were told by your doctor and that your doctor is doing what they were told to by the insurance company, and the pharmaceutical company. So it's a real problem. And if you're looking for outcomes around authentic health, not you cut yourself with your chainsaw and you need to get serious orthopedic surgery that we can give you a good outcome it just costs 20 times more than it should to get it done now so why you got to keep buying protection from your insurance protection from the healthcare system through your insurance company because if that happens to you and you didn't buy that protection it's going to take your home equity to to deal with it right so you, know, you just said something that i've never heard it framed that way but that's pretty that's pretty strong it the insurance is to protect you from the financial mm-hmm. hindrance that the healthcare system can cause that's, you. That's it. Wow. That's, that's why you're buying it. Why else would you buy it? Look at the results. Look at what it's costing the average family for a policy that has a high deductible, no copay, meaning you got to pay the bill anyway, all the way up to that deductible. And now you're even after you match, you meet your deductible, it's often you're still on the hook for 50% of the cost. Why would anybody buy that product? Why would any pr- business buy that product every year for its employees? Right. Like I've worked, I work with the Biltmore company. We have an amazing like clinic out there and it's gotten these fantastic results over 10 years because they're self-insured. They decided we're taking control of the supply chain because we don't have another supply chain in the city of the Biltmore estate, which is like an entire city of what they do. We don't have another supply chain, whether it's our hotels, restaurants, infrastructure management, where actually every year the the supplier comes to us, raises the rates, offers us less, and everybody is dissatisfied with their work, and we buy it. 
right? So why would we keep buying that product? Well, businesses don't know what else to do. You got to offer benefits and like they have no control over it. And it's like, you wouldn't buy it unless you were financially coerced to buy it. That's the only reason. Because it's not going to give you health. It's not even protecting you. It is still protecting you because appendicitis, which used to be a $2,500 repair, is now minimally $25,000. It might be $50,000. Good grief. I know. So it's a real problem. Now, that's not my problem to solve. What I'd like to do is help every person out there achieve a state of authentic health and be smart about what they do so that they absolutely minimize their engagement with the healthcare system whatsoever. And I, this is going to, I'm going to make a bold statement here. And I want you to understand our office still works with insurance products. We're part of an ACO. I sit on the board of that ACO. I, 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 you know, I'm on the inside of the system and on the outside of the system. And so what I'm telling you isn't just me outside throwing stones. Do not let the current healthcare system based on your insurance and what it provides tell you what you should be doing for your health. Yes, let them treat your urinary tract infection. Let them get your CT for the cough you've had for months. Let them do all that for you. But when it comes to how are you actually going to be healthy, get off medications and feel good, do not let them be the authority for that. Do not. It will not work. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that I think that we, um, you know, I, I think I told you this, that I heard this, um, oh, who was, oh, it was, it was this guy that's actually coming on the podcast. He's on James Aldrich's, uh podcast. He's a ghostwriter. And the, this book that he ghost wrote for one of his physicians, he it was called uh, "Stay Off My Operating Table" for "Stay yeah. Off My Table." You know, it's like the same thing with what this these principles that you, that we're putting together and that you have put together over all these years of work is basically you could your next book could be, "Hi, I'm Doctor Gus. Stay stay out of my office. You know, yeah. don't don't come here." So it's like it's like what we're trying to do is give people a way should they choose and not everyone will. I think that most of this audience they're they're they listen to the Jason Wright show because they like to figure out how to better their life in ways that they can control. And I know for me, cause I was that guy, Gus, whenever I really started, I've always tried. I mean, I've been an athlete for years. And so I grew up, you know, just taking care of myself but I tell you what, nothing will make you want to stay healthy like owning your own business. And so when I was 28 and realized that the only thing I could afford was a catastrophic policy, I think I was paying at one time, I think it was like 750 bucks a month for nothing. It was a health savings account with a catastrophic feature. And so, but anytime we went to the doctor, I was paying full freight out of pocket. Well, that will, and when you've got two children, that makes you you know, want to stay healthier. Yeah. A lot of people that don't understand, they think that, well, that's not an option. And we've conditioned so many people to think that you don't need to save your money for your healthcare. That's somebody else's job. If it's not the insurance company, it's some government entity's job. It's just my, my that we would never think that about our car. You know, you go to get your car fixed, to get the oil changed. There's your preventive. You know that's your that's your checkup to get the tires changed. We, we we do that and we expect that's fine. We don't even we even have insurance on our cars, but we don't expect insurance to cover oil changes or like I just had to do on my Tahoe, have it serviced, have the brakes flushed, and whatever. We don't expect that. But when it comes to our own health and our own body, that's not fun. Why should I, I? It's not fair that I should have to pay for any of that. And look, and this isn't about jumping on people who pay and don't pay. I'm just saying what we're trying to do is give. I don't care if you've got a billion dollar net worth, 
This is a way to just avoid the system by being healthy and you'll feel better in the process. You will be a better version of yourself. That's what that's what brought us together, I think, is we both have these hearts to just see people just unleash their God-given ability to feel awesome, to feel better, to be clear in their thinking. They, they, their bones don't ache. They don't need the meds. They, so they do save money, but they save money and feel better at the same time. It's a pretty sweet deal. It's a really sweet deal. And I want to be clear that I'm not saying the healthcare system is useless to us for our health. There are a lot of things it can do well. And also, if you're out there and you've got abdominal pain and it's not going away, you've got a fever, you know, you've got a challenge, a new headache, and it's weird. Go to your doctor, right? Because when it comes to diagnostics, we're good. And we can get the CT scan, we can get the blood test, we can identify if there's something more serious going on and then get it addressed if there is. And if it's some, if it's, some, if it's a tension headache, then we can say, oh, you don't need to worry about this. But, but when it's time to understand how to get rid of tension headaches, don't take the ibuprofen prescription that you you get and go home and follow the whatever advice you were given. Like actually go learn how to get healthy so tension headaches go away. That's what I, I want to be clear that I'm saying. When it comes to how you're going... To be authentically healthy, do not let your insurance company dictate that. Also, if you're trying to figure out and do a good inventory on your health, you're like, well, how do I figure out? What, where's my risk? You know, I feel okay. I feel like everybody else around me. So I, I don't take any medicines, but hey, I'm sure that there's some problems developing. Well, if you go for your preventative visit and all you receive is what insurance covers, a lipid panel, a blood pressure check, a blood glucose level, those are all meaningful metrics. They're all good metrics, but they're completely insufficient to know what's going on inside your human system. Like that's not going to tell you where your real problems in the future are already occurring in your body. I'm a big fan of get your colonoscopy. Right? Like, I mean, get the traditional screenings. My patients do these things and we let them use their insurance for that because it covers that, right? And it like, saves them some money. I just don't let them use their insurance with me because I don't want to be bound up by what insurance. I don't want one moment of my particular, my individual energy, attention or resources to apply to that patient's health to be devoured by an insurance company. I don't want to give up one bit, one inch of my position on health to them, right? And I want it all for the patient. But, you know, the, as you know, Jason, and we're going to get into this in our series, like what's really going on in a human system long before it shows up in your glucose or your lipids or your blood pressure are environmental and food, like nutritional issues. So it's, it's in your gut that's gotten destroyed by the roundup all over the food you're eating. And now that what we call dysbiosis is creating immune activation, inflammation and vascular risk. It's in your toxicant screens where you, all these heavy metals and, and pesticides and herbicides and mold toxicants are hanging around in your body, making you sick, causing fibromyalgia, causing brain fog. It's in your micronutrient insufficiencies and deficiencies. So your body doesn't have what it needs to operate well. It's in your disturbed circadian biology and your lack of deep sleep. Like, I'm not saying everybody has all that stuff, but actually I am saying everybody has all that stuff because everybody I've assessed at baseline who hasn't taken this journey has all that stuff, right? Initially. Good news is it all gets fixed pretty quickly because the body orients to health. What I'm not telling you is you need to go spend a bunch of money on a big workup with uh, me or my clinic. You can, if you want to get that inventory, we have tools to help you get it and would love to help you with that and teach you how to unwind it. 
But what I am telling you is that Jason, I can show you also how to just begin to fix it now through the teaching materials we're going to create, some of which will get granular. How do we reprogram our environment to solve this problem? You need to understand Roundup and food and what it's doing to your gut and how to minimize that. We'll teach about that. What are the things that you can add into your supplement regimen that will go ahead and begin to clear that out of your system? Because it probably has accumulated. So we want to make it as easy and as non, you know, non-costly as possible. And at the same time, we want you to be aware because if you go to your doctor right now and they say, yo, you're healthy, you're 40, and they stamp healthy, everything looks okay, work on your diet, you got a little extra weight, and you walk out, I'm sorry, but that's a complete insufficient evaluation or report. The things that are going to cause big time problems for you in 10 years have not been looked for or addressed. Well, and I, I think one of the things that a lot of these people need to understand is um, a lot of times you don't know how bad you feel until you feel a lot better. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I thought I was a healthy guy. And for me, and this isn't what we're here to talk about, but until I really took it up to 11 and I like completely decided to abrogate all alcohol from my from my diet and, and just make some really serious choices. And by the way, that did not come overnight, folks. That was a long process of mental just thinking of getting, you know, getting my mind prepared for the social aspect of it and just a whole lot of things. But once I did, then I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it, like somebody that gets a new pair of glasses, they really don't understand how bad their eyesight was until they get those new glasses. And they go, I can't believe this. It's amazing. And I think that's what a lot of this will be for people. And, you know, you're talking about the gauges and the measurements and doing the diagnostics. You you'll at least know, I think at a, at a very small level, one of the things that we will, you know, try to get everyone at Authentic Health to do is get a baseline understanding of where you are, mm-hmm. and that, and then you should choose if, if in all, all that that your health coach or anybody that you work with through our organization in particular can say is, hey, this is something you, you don't have to, but you may want to look into this further. And here's the really unbelievable thing. So I guess it's like a, a dual EOP four. Did I say that right? That's the kind of de- is the determinant of of Alzheimer's is, is it? EOP? Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know what you were referencing. Is that, is that like, like we can actually look now here's the, the, the point I'm making is that through understanding your blood work, understanding your genetics, you don't have to, I, how many elderly people, my grandmother who has since passed, but when she was alive, she was so worried about developing Alzheimer's. It was one of her greatest fears. Well, you can be now 35 years old, and know your odds. You can take that off the plate. You can take that off. You can actually look. But if you do have a risk, if you do, if your if your DNA shows that you do have the risk of it, and there are some very specific measures, you can start trying to build that cognitive reserve. You don't have to. You can just go ahead and say, "Man, screw it." I guess when I get older, I'm just not going to remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, right now from the DNA standpoint, that's whole genome sequencing, polygenic risk scoring. And we have good, good, um, I think pretty good database um, polygenic risk scores for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, arterial disease. And that can tell you if your risk is elevated compared to the standard population. Um, the new genetic reports I'm working with, uh, the company that I'm doing some medical consulting for the development of an integrated lab genetic report, which will become part of something we'll be making available to people who are interested. 
I'll teach you this. We won't have that yet, but that will be the next iteration to is include that polygenic risk scoring. Regardless, though, and I know, Jason, you'd affirm this, even if you don't have that risk, you're still at risk. It doesn't have to be Alzheimer's. It can be any other form of brain atrophy causing dementia because of toxicants, gut issues, micronutrient deficiencies, stress, and sleep deprivation. And also, as we get, when you get into the deeper lessons, like with our brain protocol work, whether it's for people with brain diseases or people on a preventative path because they do have increased risk, we start adding in the proper fatty acid balance for neuron for neuron cell membrane. I mean, I don't want to get too technical here. I just want people to understand the toolbox goes so deep. The science is so good. It just doesn't happen to be pharmaceutical driven. So you're not going to hear about it in your regular clinic. But meanwhile, I'm networked with PhD researchers, well-published, well-respected, who are beginning to demonstrate reversal of early Alzheimer's and reversal of early Parkinson's using these methodologies, using these tools. And I maintain those partnerships with these researchers so that I can continue to be like, know exactly what are they learning about uh, cell membrane physiology in the brain and mitochondrial function and what tools can we introduce that clearly will restore function and work. That's going to get better and better. So in the years to come, the tools that we'll have for someone who does have that risk or for anybody to prevent brain atrophy are going to be just remarkable. All right. So with all of that said, are we going to start because I know that kind of the, uh, you know, the environment of the gut, that is the, the, the gut biome is so, so huge for, for us. Is that where we're going to start next week with, uh, is that? I think we should. I think, I think it often all starts in gut. I think we need to, if that's the real foundation, that's what's missing from my book. That's what I want to add in is the chapter on environment and gut. Okay. Um, that was the part that I didn't have in there at the time, and that needs to be in there. So that's really what I want to go back. And that probably just what I need to do is leave the book alone, just write that chapter and put it on there. And then I can go back and tweak the other stuff. You think that's a good idea, Mr. Author, produ like producer, <laughs> like know how to make things happen guy? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think yeah. just, yeah, just get it out there. And, and I, Go ahead. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and so, yeah, we'll start with gut and remember, and I'll get, make sure you have that link. If you don't have it, that quick short course I created where I walk through a gut study, a toxicant study and a micronutrient study. It's about an hour plus of content. It's actually, I, I went back and it's actually in the AMA show notes, but I'll put it in this one as well. Yeah. So that's a free course that I created after one of our podcasts, because there was so much interest in, well, what does it look like to get these tests? And I walk you through what the test looks like. It gives you a sampling of what are the things that we see and a little bit of what we would do, but that gets more complex with what we would do. But we're going to we're going to jump into that. But for any of you who are interested now, you can get that course and you can actually go ahead and look at the type of tests we're talking about. And we're going to have a model where you could get the test, pay for it and work with a coach to figure it out, you know, because you don't have to have a doctor to oversee that stuff. If you want a doctor, we're going to be working on that part too. We're going to be adding my colleagues to our clinic and making sure they're freed up to do this as well over time. And we do have some availability with my, uh, my colleague right now, Dr. Jackson, the one other thing I want to say is that part of why I'm partnering with Jason is that I'm a clinician. It's what I love to do. I want to treat patients and I want to do research. And then I want to go walk in the woods and worship God and be with my family. Right. So those are the things that I want to be about doing. I'm not a platform builder. I love speaking about this stuff. I've spoken all over my community. I've spoken at high schools, the, the local homeless ministry around nutrition. I mean, you invite me to speak, I'll show up and speak. I don't care how big the group is. I don't care what the context is. I'm really passionate about this stuff. 
Um, and so I love to share the information. I really enjoy it. I've created video courses that we're going to just get loaded over to Jason's platform. What I don't have the time for or the skill to do is to do what Jason has done, which is remarkable. Con- consistently create structured content, build it up, push it out, engage with people so that there's a clear platform that people can come to and get what you know, get this stuff to have a podcast every week to find courses to get on an app. It just would never have been in my bandwidth to create it. So I'm so grateful that Jason did. And when I realized how aligned our hearts were, especially in our faith, but also just in our just our all kinds of aspects of our worldview and and our passion for health and how it influences humans and communities and families. I was like, this is perfect. This is the place that I can trust to just take everything that I'm producing and have been producing and hand it off and let Jason push it out and run with it and know that it's getting out there. And I can just keep doing my research and treating my patients and just then meeting with Jason. So that's why that's a big reason why I'm doing this partnership with Jason is he's making it possible for me to share this. And I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity. And I consider it a great privilege. And any of you listening that would give me your time and attention and maybe even put to action something I suggest, I want you to know I consider that sacred. Um, I take I don't just throw frivolous things out there for you. It's very, very important to me that what I give to you is truthful and also from my heart and that will have value for you. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll start with gut next week and uh, start teaching people like what does it look like and how do we take care of it? Well, I'm honored by everything you just said there, Gus, more than you know, I had that very humbling. And the cool thing is my, my main goal is what you just said. I want to scale Dr. Gus Vickery. That's, that's it. I, I, I just want to scale. There's only one of you. And so it makes it a challenge. And, and so I think that of our, of our talents, that's kind of my whole idea is to scale your knowledge because I want as many people as possible. And it fits right into what this whole, my whole little ecosystem I'm trying to build here is all about. It's very selfish. I will I tell people I don't hide the ball. I'm very selfish. I want everybody to be the best version of themselves because I think you'll be happier and kinder and and more loving. And that's the kind of people I want to hang out with. So my my whole my whole big doctor non evil vision is to create this world of just happy, healthy, joyful people that are living as close to their full potential as possible. And so we've got to get your knowledge, your expertise out there to more and more people. So I'm excited. I know since I took control of my gut game changer, it's, it helps. There's just so many things I'm not even going to get into because uh, I will, will, you not, you know how you not operate. If I say one thing, you and I'll go mm-hmm. off on the gut for another hour. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's, it's been a game changer for me. It's so exciting. And so, folks, please continue to come back. Send us your questions. Even if we have a topic, then what we'll probably do, Gus, and here's the here's the great thing. We can do whatever we want. So we may cover the topic of gut health, and then at the end of it, have a mailbag where I just fire off questions that we've received from you, the audience, for Dr. Gus. It can be anything. You know, uh, my my daughter, here's a real life one. I would love to have had, and even though Gus isn't an endocrinologist, if I just some basics around nutrition with whenever you have a child that's diagnosed with type one diabetes, that's a life changing event. I can speak firsthand. So to have had someone like Dr. Gus just shoot a question, say, Hey, what should I, what, what kind of food should I be? Do it all have to be sugar free candy? Can she never eat 
candy or carbs again. I mean, your life changes on a dime and you expect the worst. But what you realize is that there is a sense of normalcy that can be developed. And it doesn't have to be that. It can be a whole host of different things. If you're struggling with with weight and you go, I've tried everything Tell us what have you tried, and and we can and we'll go deeper. That's just how Gus and I are wired is to like, you know, tell us what's happening, and we'll try to get you those answers. And we weren't we won't call you out on 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 the show and say, hey, well, Betty Davis says I'm 375 pounds and I just can't give up the ho hos, and you know I haven't. Well, no, we would never do that, but we would say first of all, Betty, we you know first of all, you know, caller, writer, whatever, we love you and we want to help. Have you tried this? Here's what might work. And Dr. Gus will give you some details on taking control of your health. And a lot of those stuff, we've, we've covered this at, at nauseum, but we will go over it again. Somebody is struggling with their weight. They're overweight. You talk about, give us some detail about their environment. And then they go, well, and by the way, someone said I should get on Ozempic. Should I do that, Dr. Gus? Is it horrible? We will answer those questions. So bring those to us and let Dr. Gus answer to the best of his ability, regardless of whether it's specifically related to the the topic that we cover on that day's show. Right? Yeah, we, we do. We want to give you clarity. At the same time, there will always be this caveat. You'll hear it every time. I'm not your personal doctor. I'm not telling you how to treat your body. It's not a substitute for your own healthcare provider. We hope to build up a system where if this is the kind of medical care you want, we have enough clinicians to service you. We'll see if we're able to do that. But so with those questions, if you're asking me about a situation, what I'll be able to offer is not, oh, you should take this medicine, not that medicine. You should go get a CT scan versus an MRI. No, none of those types. I can't tell you how to individually diagnose and treat your body. I don't have a doctor-patient relationship with you. That would be irresponsible of me to do that. Plus, I don't even see you or interview you. What I can answer is, in general, what would be the approach I would use? based on what you have going through, that it's not a substitute for you seeking your own medical care. So we'll have to be really clear. So if you write in and say, uh, you know, should my doctor prescribed Adderall, should I take it? I'm not going to be able to answer that question for you, right? I can say that if I had attention and focus issues, in addition to considering the medication my doctor prescribed, these are things I wouldn't do. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you, you mentioned something there that going back to kind of the mental aspect of what we really want to bring to people, so if you want to create confidence and we want you to have confidence in your health, we want you to have confidence that you have control of your health. To me, that sums up more than anything what we want. We want to empower you to be confident. Like I know right now, if I were to gain five unwanted pounds, I have confidence that I could eliminate it at will when I'm ready. Okay. And that's what we want for you. If I did have the brain cloud. Now, one of the things I have been struggling with is sleep. I haven't figured. So I'm kind of, but I do have the confidence that I can figure that out eventually. That's what we want you. And Dr. Gus, you mentioned, you said clarity. It, it, it To really achieve a goal and to build confidence, the first thing you have to have is clarity. You have to know clearly what the parameters are, clearly what the inputs are. Then once you do that, starting small, whether it's simple caloric manipulation, whether it's environment manipulation, then once you do these little bit of things, then, you, then comes mastery. And once you have clarity and then you master a tactic, then what you will do is you will build confidence. You will lower the cognitive load. No longer does your amygdala go off to start firing up and get scared, fight or flight, because you're worried about, can I do this? Can't I do this? I'm really, I'm not sure if I should take this. I'm not sure if I should take that. I just don't know what to do. I'm not confident. So all of a sudden you just throw your hands there and sit where you are. We don't want that. We want you to have clarity so that you can reach mastery and then you will be confident. You will know your body. I can tell you right now, 
Gus, one of the best things about where I am in my health, I know my body. I know I can tell, I can sniff a, not, no pun intended. I could sniff a cold coming on from a mile away. I just know when I haven't had enough sleep. I I know when something's just not quite right. I can self-diagnose that again, to your points, no, no substitute. Don't start just trying to figure this out until you got a fever, go see your doctor. But you, when you, when you have the confidence to understand your body like that, like that guy that just knows cars and can just drive down the road and go, you know, I think there's a piston firing just a little bit off. Like, that thing, thing sounds fine, but you get so in tune. That's what we want. Clarity, mastery, confidence to control your own health destiny. That's what we want. That is. And what you're describing is called interoception and it's a medical term and it's designed. It's Watch the big words, Gus. Yeah. You know, it's our nervous system's ability to actually interpret signal and for us to actually our nervous system's ability to generate signal and for us to interpret it correctly. And actually, yes, this journey restores interoception and we will actually, we won't spend a lot of time using the big word, but there will be a teaching session on how to begin to cultivate interoception because there are proven practices that you can start doing today that will actually begin to retrain how you can tune in to what's going on in your body. I love it. Folks, this is just the beginning. I'm so excited. I I am honored to be your friend, Gus, to be your, your business partner on this journey, to be your brother in Christ and just all of it, man. It's just an exciting time. And folks, we hope you will come along with us for the ride and, uh, Get those levers and grab all and take control of your health. That's what we want for you. I love it too. Thank you for, for everything. And I look forward to diving into our, ours and everybody's guts next week. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, and I guess Friday. These, we're going to air these on Fridays. That's where I'm, put, I'm putting the slot in the schedule. So I mean, it's a podcast. You can listen whenever you want, but be expecting a new episode every Friday from Gus and I on different topics and send in your questions. All right, we're out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. It means more to me than you can possibly imagine. And if you enjoyed it, please consider going out to Apple and leaving us a five-star rating. That would mean the world to me. Also, follow me on Insta at Jason right now. And don't forget, download the Vitruvian Lab app. I mean it. I want to be your personal peak performance trainer. I want to help you improve always and always. Lastly, check out my newsletter, The Vitruvian Letter. You can subscribe at jasonrightnow.com. And until we meet again, please continue to endeavor to improve always in always. I'm out. <laughs>